Today, Corinth has a population of 30,000, and like its ancient predecessor, it is a center of commerce connecting northern and southern Greece, with the nearby Corinth Canal connecting the Ionian and Aegean seas. Corinth was visited by Alexander the Great prior to his rulership, and it wasn't far from here, in the Ithmian Games in 336 BC, that he was asked to lead the Greeks against the Persians. Corinth was destroyed by the Romans partially in 146 BC, but in 44 BC it was rebuilt by Julius Caesar, and Roman Corinth prospered more than ever before, and by the time of Paul it may have had as many as 800,000 inhabitants. Corinth was the capital of Roman Greece. Paul visited this city twice, recorded in both Acts 18 and Acts 20, in the years 50 to 51 AD and 58 AD. It was here in Corinth that he wrote the letters to the church in Thessalonica and also the letter to the Romans. When Paul came here the first time, he was kindly hosted by Aquila and Priscilla, and again he set about going to the synagogue on the Sabbath day where he witnessed to both Jews and Greeks. Paul was able to get some high-profile converts to Christianity, one of whom was named Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, who along with many of the Corinthians believed and was baptized. When Paul came to Corinth, he had a different strategy than when he was in Athens. In Athens, he had met with the philosophers and skillfully reasoned with them. Science was met with science, logic with logic, and philosophy with philosophy. Here in Corinth, he resolved to preach more directly and share the power of the gospel, the story of a crucified and risen savior. His message would anger his Jewish hearers and the Greeks would think it ridiculous, but Paul preached the gospel without apology. It was met with resistance and Paul was going to leave, but the Lord appeared to him and told him that many in Corinth would believe. Whilst Paul was here, he wasn't a financial burden on the believers either here in Corinth or abroad, as he supported himself through his trade as a tent maker. Here Paul leaves a strong example in ministry, whereby his trade supported him and provided him with ministry opportunities he wouldn't have had if he was just preaching. Today, God needs men and women who will take Christ into the marketplace and will go where no living preacher can go. Paul would stay for 18 months before he left. The Jews would try to get him tried right here on the beamer before Galileo, but he immediately dismissed their case. He would travel on to Ephesus, where he would write the letters to the church in Corinth. He also met a man there named Apollos who would come here to Corinth and do much public evangelism and door-to-door -door ministry. It is from his and Paul's ministry where we see that Paul planted the seeds with limited success but Apollos watered them. As he experienced great success in ministry, people started to compare his ministry with Paul's, something that greatly dishonors God. This attachment to one minister and comparing him as better than others was strongly rebuked by both Paul and Apollos. Some others preferred the ministry of Peter. Paul rebuked all of this saying, Is Christ divided? Let no man glory in men. Paul pointed men to the power of the cross. And so today, we should not put the work of one minister or ministry above another 
for such a party spirit does not lead to unity in the church. May we know our place in the world today and whether we are sowing seeds or reaping a harvest, know that neither aspect of ministry is more important than another and God needs all of us working together to spread the gospel today.